Hey there, this is Kevin Scott. I'm the writer of Dooku Jedi Lost, and you're listening to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Be mindful of the Living Force, young Padawan. A Utini Podcast Network production. But Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the future. Episode 172, Interview with Jonathan Davis. But not at the expense of the moment. On this episode, Charles has a visitor. Well, took you long enough. Wes gets a farmer's tan. Ah, 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 ow, ah. My face, it's on fire! And the Utini crew talks with voice actor Jonathan Davis. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone! Welcome to the Living Force, the Utini Network podcast all about Star Wars books and audiobooks, of course. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to chat about some Star Wars and hang out for an interview is the full crew. We have freshly back from vacation and back in his normal internet, Dr. Corey Helton. What's up, buddy? Hello, hello. Man, it was a technological disaster last week. But yes, I am uh, back from vacation. Visited uh, Jekyll Island, Georgia with uh, my wife and her family. Had a good time. Did a bunch of history tours and nerd stuff, and it was great. And uh, now we're back in my own sanctum of lighting in RGB. <laughs> That's right. The lighting looks sick, and I'm glad you had a great time on the Magical History Tour. And uh, you know who didn't go anywhere and did nothing? Actually, I don't know if that's true, but Dr. Charles Hankels didn't change a thing, and he is here. Changed nothing. I'm not studying history. I'm over here making it, guys. Um, <laughs> wow. Yes. Oh, Damn. That was smooth. No, my, that sister, was my sister was in town uh, this weekend <clears throat> for her birthday, and so we were you know, out living it up, having a good time, and it was a good practice run, Eric, for when you and Charlie visit. That's right. Me and Charlie are going to come visit Charles and Charlotte next month. Very excited. Also, Charles, I got to say, I like the wishful thinking of you wearing the Hoth shirt right now. Just putting yes. those vibes out. Yeah, and just these, some uh, cold vibes. Absolutely. But no one has the coldest vibes than the utter focus and pinpoint concentration, the war zone level effort of our producer and lovely man, Wes Jenkins. What's up, buddy? Hello, everyone. Um, I did go somewhere. Uh, I went to stunning Matagorda, Texas, uh, where I roll-chopped a CC pond in a tractor, and then I built a deer, I built a, a deer pen and put a deer feeder in it. So uh, I understood the second <laughs> half of that. <laughs> that sentence. You wanted a what now in a tractor? I roll-chopped a CC bean pond, which is basically a pond that has like grass growing up out of it and you got to cut it out before the larva or the seed or the seeds like sprout because if they sprout it and you run over it you shoot seeds everywhere and then it grows out like uncontrollably and then you have to put chemicals everywhere so i did that and that's why i'm uh, i'm all sunburnt today so aloe vera kids (laughs) wow i because you fill it up with water and then the ducks fly in um at the end of the year when it's colder and then you shoot the ducks yes Allegedly. Okay, <laughs> so, so you're baiting a You know what? Who says you don't learn anything on this show? All right? Welcome to all of you, you you pond baiters and, and duck blind. Hi, everyone. Uh, no, we are, we, we well. are really all uh, very different on this show. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh, man. It's so I funny. love it. We're all very different. Um, you know, on that note, this has been in the outline, but I will tease what we all got to do this weekend. <clears throat> Was see another rough cut of uh, our Asheville documentary. Yeah, we did. Where we all came yeah. together and talked about our differences. That again, if you're on our Patreon, that is, that is a uh, it's a future a future thing. But I was going to tease yeah. that a little bit because we we did, we talked a lot about uh, um, like our differences and how they brought us together in Utini, and it's uh, made me very emotional this really weekend good. as I went to Taco Coming Bell. That was my soon. big thing. <laughs> Trademarked. That's right. Soon. But of course, you all soon-ish. that are here listening and watching welcome uh, i hope if you're here you're enjoying yourself you're enjoying your week again reminder to like the video subscribe on youtube you can check out all the amazing videos that have been posted in the last couple of weeks our video team is crushing the game especially a uh, timeline video that emma just put together that is doing hashtag numbers i hope you're all enjoying that quite a bit and i want to thank everyone as well who tuned in for the star tours event last week um we had a great time going to coruscant on our show, as you may have seen, 
or listen to. And of course, Cosmic Force, head over to Mustafar and let's look back went to Yavin 4. It was a great time. Uh, and of course, the Star Wars Archives had an episode. And tomorrow, no, Wednesday, our very own Ghost Crew will be putting up a Patreon-exclusive episode about Lothal. So we're very excited Ooh. to finish up that event. Uh, I love doing these. It makes me feel closer to our whole network. It was a really great time. Um, but looking forward, I want to ask you guys about a little something. We don't do a lot of speculation on this show. But later on this week, there is a panel that will be coming uh, at San Diego Comic-Con all about Lucasfilm Publishing. So we don't have any official ideas yet, but Kevin Scott's going to be there. Um, a lot of other authors are going to be there. What do you guys think we might get out of San Diego Comic-Con? Because we're this is kind of one of the last big events to get announcements yeah. for the rest of the year. Uh, what do you think <clears throat> we might get? Uh, Lucasfilm I think, Publishing. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I would love something after episode nine. <laughs> oh yeah, just like a brand new project. <laughs> a brand new project. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah that would be out. cool. Uh, pod, racing. <laughs> pod racing. Pod racing. <laughs> pod racing. That has to be coming. coming. It has to be coming. I, I think. I think we're gonna see it in the next year, Charles. I think we are. Like that's yeah. my. I think so too. My gut I, feeling. I think that. I think that we're gonna get some kind of higher public phase two thing. Um, I'm not sure what, but I. I'll do one better. I'll say we're going to get pod racing in the High Republic phase two. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think we'll okay. definitely get some, I guess we get definitely get some phase two uh, reveals, something else. I mean, there's still plenty to reveal. I think like, we don't know everything yeah. yet. I don't think about phase two. So that'll be interesting to see what, what we get out of that. And I wouldn't be surprised. And they tend to announce something new, like that's not related to things that we already know at these types of events. So maybe right. we'll get another, you know, Another book kind of like Brotherhood or Shadow of the Sith or any of these sort of, you know, standalone books that have nothing to yeah. do with High Republic, right? So that'd be cool if we get some more of those. Yeah. A- absolutely. Uh, of course, if there's any big news, we'll cover it next week on the show as we do. Uh, but, you know, stay tuned to the Twitter sphere, and I'm sure we'll find out immediately. But for a book that is coming out next to me here, I do have two lovely books. Uh First off, I do have uh, to answer Stephanie in the chat. This is a paperback and uncorrected advanced proof of Padawan. That's coming out uh, in a little while. I believe a week from t- – no, two weeks from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. It's a week from tomorrow. I have to write that review. Which I have best. a week from tomorrow. <laughs> Padawan <laughs> does come out, so make sure you get that in. And then The Princess and the Scoundrel just arrived literally an hour before the show started. And here, let me show it off here. This beautiful hardcover. I want to show you guys this Beautiful ombre design. I really freaking love it. Very much yeah, like the gorgeous. like the like the Padme trilogy. Look at that. I didn't realize with the yeah. colors. Yeah. It's very yeah. emblematic of that. that. Great. Love that yeah, a this lot. Is, this is one of those beautiful covers we've Woo! had in a while, I think. It is gorgeous. Yes. Absolutely. And it's good timing because yes, Brandon, today we did get a new excerpt from the Princess and the Scoundrel that has if you don't want any spoilers, skip like 30 seconds ahead or close your ears now. We get to see uh, Han propose to Leia in the excerpt. Uh, we get to see how it happens, which is very fun, very cool. Uh, it's over on Inverse.com. I uh, got tweeted out by the Star Wars official account everything today. So make sure you check that out if you like. And this is coming out in August. But we have a couple other updates to keep you appraised of. No, that's not the verb I, I wanted. Apprised of? <laughs> we want to let you know about. Um, over on Utini.com. <laughs> Because we've actually been hard at work updating the site. Um, a lot of folks have been telling us how much they love our big guides, our best of guides, our kind of, um, what do you call those, Corey? Like our main, not our getting started yeah, guys, but kind of our, our overarching form, guides. Yeah, yeah, kind of long form, like important content, evergreen content, kind of about like, you know, the top, the top books that are in existence. You know, it's important that we keep those types of things updated for sure. So yeah, um, we've been, you guys have been hard at work at that, haven't you, Eric? Yeah, we have. Uh, me and, of course, our, our our phenomenal content manager, Emma. Uh, we've been working in tandem to get, get these going. And after two years and roughly, I think, let me check the math, 86,000 new book releases, um, <laughs> we did update our best canon books of all time article. It is published. It is on the site. And as of July 16th, this is now what Eugenie considers the best canon books. Uh, we have the full article up there, as we show on the screen. And, of course, it's in the description down below. We give you the best novel, the best adult novel. We give you the best YA novels, the best audio dramas, which is now a new category we get to have. We now talk about the best series. 
So basically, we've updated that to reflect canon as it stands now, and we'll do our best to keep that updated. Um, probably yearly is going to be our goal uh, to make sure that we are... Uh, we're bringing you the best updated content, but that's not the only thing that we've updated. We've also updated the best Legends books article, which even though we've not gotten new Legends releases, the community shifts, the community changes based on what we're thinking. And our very own Jared Mays was hard at work looking at this, our Legends expert from Legends Look Back, and he brought this into the new era. So if you want your best Legends books, that is also on the site. You can check out there. And I wanted to give a huge shout out to Emma, who wrote an article called The Best Books to Read After a Little Show Called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, we're going to try to do a better job of letting you guys know the new articles as they pop up on the site. But Emma did a video on this that was great. And now we've put it in article form as well to show you guys all the best books that if you've just watched Obi-Wan or if you had friends that have just watched Obi-Wan and are like, oh, I want a book about this great legendary Jedi. I want to become Charles, essentially. <laughs> uh, we have made <laughs> the article to give you the best books and comics. Uh, that'll give you a taste of uh, of Obi-Wan in canon, uh, specifically. So, go ahead. You're not going to see Kenobi. You're not going to see Wild Space on this one. But if you want canon novels and comics, go check that article out. And, of course, the accompanying video that Emma did a great job on. And go to utini.com for all your book-related needs. We now want to give a quick thank you. A huge thank you. A mammoth-sized thank you to our Patreon community, including a very new annual patron, Jason, joined us yesterday to be an annual patron. Thank you so much. It really does help us plan our whole year at Utini with things that we're able to do and create for you guys. We have so many great ideas uh, to continue pumping out content for you in the next year. So Jason, thank you for joining the family and making that possible. And if you want to join the Utini Patreon community, head over to utini.com slash Patreon. We got a bunch of tiers. We got a bunch of things. We got a bunch of content. We got behind the scenes videos and we are actively in meetings to uh to plan a bunch of other cool stuff that's coming your way that's all i'll say about that so far now one last reminder before we get to our main event tonight we got books coming out as i said before but now i want to give you exact dates go to the utini.com release calendar and make sure to get your pre-orders in for padawan by kirsten white that's coming out july 26th and of course for the immaculately covered the princess and the scoundrel by beth revis coming out on august 16th um Prison the Scoundrel is embargoed for now, so all I'll say is those excerpts are real good, aren't they? <laughs> anyway, <Yes>, uh, <laughs> moving on. Our main event tonight uh, is something we've only tried once before, and we loved it so much we want to do it again. A lot of you guys know that uh, we do a lot of interviews on this show. We love talking to creators of Star Wars content, whether it be authors, whether it be narrators like Mark Thompson, whether it be anyone that's involved with making Star Wars books and comics. We love it. And... Last week, we were lucky enough to speak to Jonathan Davis, a uh, renowned audiobook narrator, and uh, we recorded the whole thing. And what we're going to do tonight, we're going to play it for you guys, premiere it, and we're going to be right here with you in the chat, uh, kind of reacting along with you live. Uh, if you have any questions about questions that we asked him or things about him, throw them in there. We'll answer them as we go. And guys, before we kind of roll this, I want to ask you two things. One, what's one of your favorite Jonathan Davis projects? And two, what was one of the your favorite things about chatting with him before we kind of show everyone how it went? I have an immediate answer for this. Oh, uh, Darth Darth Plagueis, uh, he was the narrator for that. In fact, uh, my re-listening to Darth Plagueis last year is what what motivated me to to kind of. Um, Eric does a lot of our arranging of interviews and things like that. And I, and I, I reached out to Eric like after, uh, after I finished that and I was like, listen, we got to get Jonathan Davis on in the next year. So we've been working on it for a little while mm -hmm. and uh, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. That was a super fun conversation. It's yeah. I had a bit of a celebrity moment with, uh, with, with Jonathan. Cause like, it just feels like, it feels like he's been such a huge part of my Star Wars book like journey in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, he was kind of doing books before Mark Thompson was and before, you know, now Mark is kind of like the one that everybody knows. And, you know, JD has been there since you know, a long time ago, man. He's been doing yeah. audiobooks for a long time. So, you know, so long that pronunciations are different, right? Like Darth yeah. Plagueis has a bunch of weird pronunciations of different characters and stuff. And, uh, 
it's 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 cool to kind of see how that has evolved over time. So you know, I think uh, now that we, we now that we've talked to to, to JD and 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 Mark, we kind of have. I don't know if it actually goes by JD. So don't, don't Corey, call after one interview, did, did in after one interview, <laughs> on first name basis, on talking to Jonathan. We talk JD. Uh, my boy John. My boy JD. My boy JD. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's John, if you're listening to this, I'm embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> it was a fun. It was a fun conversation. We really had a good time. We hung out after the show and talked for a long time, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It meant a lot to uh, to have that, you know. So I really appreciate him coming on. Yeah. I alluded to this in the interview. So, you know, listeners, you'll hear this, but Jonathan Davis was the narrator of my first Star Wars audiobook, and that was the Force Unleashed uh, book yes. that was done. So, or novelization that was done. So, um, that is like my favorite Jonathan Davis project just because it holds a special place in my heart. It kind of introduced mm-hmm. me to that medium. Um, and those stories are just great fun and just overpowered yeah. ridiculousness. Um, and yeah, I think my favorite part was just talking about uh life we you know after we actually ended the interview i mean jonathan hung out with us and we talked about like our favorite other ips and like his family and their plans like all kinds of stuff it's just fun to get to know these people kind of just get a little glimpse into their life even beyond the star wars stuff definitely yeah it was really fun um so the book that i was chastised for not being able to read for the longest time was one of my favorite (laughs) audiobooks read by jd himself jonathan davis and um i gotta say that's because of his narrating and because of that book itself i mean that's probably one of my top i'm a top two it's in my top two that and um that and darth bane and he's he read both of them <laughs> so that and he, he sang my one of my favorite songs freak on a leash so good for him um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> same name different guy but uh the interview was great i mean he was you can tell that he has professional equipment set up he has he was in his booth uh spoiler yeah, alert cool. and you can you can really hear like the the audio quality when he calls in yeah yeah that was rad i so so you take revenge of the sith i'll just say your second one for me was was darth bane uh that's one of my favorite product the way he gets into it and that was probably i'll say one of my favorite parts of the interview is really going on a lot about that project specifically, like what that meant. Like we asked a lot about, you know, that character. And of course I don't want to get ahead of any of his answers, but he clearly has so much love for that character and that project. And that's one of the cool things that he and Mark share and, and all these writers and authors and, and, and narrators and everyone really seems to share in interviews is you can feel how much they love doing this and they really love these characters. It's really cool. So uh, yeah, I mean, I guess without any further ado, uh, everyone sit back jump in that chat and uh, enjoy our chat with Jonathan Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of The Living Force, a UTD Network podcast all about the books and those who narrate them tonight. Uh, I am very stoked to be joined by our regular cast of characters. I, Eric Eilerson, one of your hosts, and of course, we have Dr. Corey Helton. What's up, dude? Hello, hello. I apologize for my different uh, scenery, I guess I have here. I'm uh, I'm on vacation this week with my wife's family, and uh, I'm in Jekyll Island in Georgia, and uh, I'm on a beautiful <laughs> second story porch. It's a little humid out here. I'm not gonna lie, uh, but I do have a little bit of a different camera set up today. So apologies for that. Um, I also, like uh, a complete noob, forgot to pack audio equipment, so I had to swing by a Best Buy on the way here and uh, pick up something. So hopefully things sound okay. So you know, a little bit different today, but that's all right. We'll make it work. Well, I'm glad you found uh, the first ever humidity in Georgia. Uh, never would have yeah, thought. Uh, we thought. also, we also, of course, have the ever constant and the still regularly mic'd Dr. Charles Hankel. What's up, dude? Hey guys, yeah, I changed nothing. My AC is set <laughs> to a crisp 74, and mm. I am excited to do this interview. Wow, didn't know you were going to be bragging that early in the call, but I appreciate it. <laughs> and of course, the man handling the cameras and also handling the melody of all of our hearts, Wes Jenkins. What's up, buddy? Hello, everyone. It is quite the warm one. Yes, it's a warm one all over the world. So we're not going to talk about the weather much like what I'm going to do on Monday when everybody comes in the office and asks, hey, it was a hot one this weekend, huh? Yeah, Charles, it sure was. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad we're all making it through because it has gotten us to tonight and our very special guest. Uh, If you have ever 
listening to a Star Wars audiobook, I can guarantee you have heard his voice on things like Master and Apprentice, Revenge of the Sith, Kenobi, the Darth Bane trilogy, and of course, our recently lauded Star Wars Brotherhood. It is the incredibly talented Jonathan Davis. Welcome to the show. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's a real pleasure to be here. Of course. Thanks so much for making the time. Um, it is wild to hear your voice in this setting. <laughs> um, because I, we've heard you impersonate so many folks uh, in the Star Wars galaxy, uh, obviously over the years. And before we jump into the project, let's just start way at the top. The easy softball question, how did Star Wars first come into your life? How did it fall into my lap? Uh, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the, um, do you, have, do you, have you spoken or have you interviewed Kevin Thompson, who's the producer of... of um the audiobooks or we haven't um, talked to kevin we talked to mark who has mentioned kevin yes. as well but not kevin yet mark thompson the great mark thompson <laughs> kevin thompson um is the producer and director of of all of these projects and um i i started out i was doing voiceover work as just run-of-the-mill kind of Work from cartoons and animated series and commercials and other types of narration. And suddenly some, my agent at the time told me that uh, if I wanted to audition for an audiobook. And I wasn't that familiar with it. And, and I auditioned. And it was a, a book called Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson, which is oh, a real yeah. seminal kind of cyberpunk book. Yeah. Um, and this was this is a quite this is about 20 years ago and kevin was the producer and the director and he hired me for that project and maybe like a year later um he called again and my agent called me and they were auditioning people for the star wars audiobooks and i went in and f luckily i was chosen and wow. um, that's how I started. And this was back in like 2001, 2002. My first Star Wars audiobook, I believe, was Attack of the Clones. So is R.A. Salvatore mm -hmm. was the was the was the author. Um, and I didn't do Phantom Menace, but then I did that, and then I did Revenge of the of the Sith, and then it it just kind of uh, it continued with that. That's how it that's, that's how it began for me um wow. and it's been great because at the time they were only using uh maybe like one narrator to do to do everything and now it's it's really expanded into its own universe of its own <laughs> you know in a way you yeah. know just like a narrator universe we have such a great group of people uh that are that are working obviously mark who, who you've mentioned but there's quite a number of other folk um who have been working over the years, and I know they've really, Nick Martorelli, who's the executive producer, and Kevin have really um, tried to to find new people, you know, to really to as as the Star Wars universe expands in many ways. So that they also want the world and the audiobook world to expand also in terms of its narrators. Yeah, it's, it's been tremendous hearing all of them, like folks like uh, like Saskia Marvel doing Alphabet Squadron, mm -hmm. um, and hearing a lot of. Our narrators like do the audio dramas now like you get so many voices which has right. been so fun and uh you know you mentioned uh, attack of the clones and revenge of the sith obviously one of our favorites it reminds me when we spoke to mark he talked about doing force awakens and yeah. doing the narration before the film was out was that same with you with attack of the clones and revenge of the sith like did you know what happened because you had to record before the film i did oh. yeah i received it and what was so cool I remember spe specifically for Attack of the Clones, it had notes on the in the margins from Lucas and other people, you know, talking wow. about, you know, commenting on the wow. story. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I know this. You know, That's you know, cool. This, yeah. And this was so this was before. And and, and the books are so great. They, they're, they have they're, they just are much more in depth. Yeah. You know, and yeah, of course totally. you just get you know the the subtext and what everybody's thinking and and I love the descriptions of the worlds. That's one of my favorite things to do as a narrator. Is more than dialogue or or um, or just uh, character work. What I really enjoy 
is is the description of each world, each planet you come ac- across, and and uh, how that af- that actually also affects the narration itself. So yeah. um yeah, that's that's you know how how we began with that. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool, <laughs> especially with uh, Revenge of the Sith. I mean, that that book is famously one of the only books I uh we've heard that George Lucas kind of had his own hands on, you know, to some to some degree. That's really cool to have that experience and um uh, Mark Mark Thompson had similar things to say about um some of the the sequel novelizations and getting to see what things happen, you know, ahead of time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I got to say, you know, you talked so much about getting into Star Wars there and how you've been doing voiceover and stuff before then. Even before all this happened, did you have a moment when you decided, you know what? I think I want to do voice narration. I want to do voiceover. Like, like what was that process coming to? Because it's, it's, it's a field, I think, that, like you said, is expanding more now. But it, yeah. it seemed like it, it, it kind of has only recently become, I guess, a career path that a lot more people know about. Yeah, it's funny, you know, because back then, you know, people used to still, people still do, they call like books on tape. That's what it used to be called. <laughs> yeah, you know, for oh sure. Know, like, oh, right. books on tape, you know, <laughs> uh, but it has. And, and since Audible, which is, I have a great respect for, for the folks there, um, Don Katz and, and, and Audible have really uh, specifically created this, you know, this this new medium or really promoted the medium in a way where it's become really, really popular. Yeah. And it just, and just growing exponentially. I, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was started off kind of, I'm sure you, you heard the similar things from Mark and others that I was an actor. I was doing theater work and, and I moved to New York and I had always been doing voiceover because that was one of those, those niches that people, you know, that were in the performing arts, you know, either they came, if you either came from broadcasting or you came from the performing arts, like theater or film or something. And then people would say, well, you know, here's another niche to do voiceover work, you know, it's a way, and I started doing it. And then it, it just, that kind of took over things for me. You know, that became the bulk of, of the work that I did. And narration for me is my favorite i i love narration and i remember when i was a kid i used to listen to like i'd watch um national geographic um and uh, and i would listen to those narrators and there was a narrator richard kiley he was the man that used to do the national geographic um uh, documentaries and you know there would be there would be that music that would go like bum 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 and then it would say like and then it would come you know Richard Kiley would come in and start narrating and go like in the deepest darkest wilderness you know that kind of thing yeah and wow yeah you remember I, that. that you unlocked a memory right there uh-huh. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well I I I still remember I I did my first National Geographic. A documentary. It was called Battle for the Elephants. And I was hired by this producer for, for National Net Geo. And, and I remember doing it and, you know, it had the typical thing, you know, like, you know, uh, will this be the last battle for the elephants? And then I remember watching it, you know, I'd done it, and suddenly that same music popped on, you know, and I couldn't believe that I was there. You know, this was, this was, so this was like my dream as a kid seeing this and going, I want to do that. And then I couldn't believe it. Many, many years later, I actually did it, you know, so that's, that's how how things started for me, or that's my love for, I really do have a love for narration. And, and in the ways that I was telling you before, it's, it's beyond just doing dialogue and it's, it's really storytelling. I remember a, a listener told me, he said to me once I, somebody wrote to me and said uh, that what they they know, I, I think they, they kind of know that the narration has succeeded if it feels to them as if they're sitting around a campfire and listening to a tribal elder kind of mm-hmm. tell you a story. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I know that I'm on the right track when somebody, you know, when 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 you're bringing people in, when you're, you know, you know, uh with you're kind of uh trawling them in so that they can they can really get a gist of what the story is 
and that's wow. always been a, a joy for me. Yeah. It, it, I've always found audiobooks so interesting in that way because it is kind of like that intimate storytelling more so than mm-hmm. any other medium. And and, and, I, and I gotta say, your the idea of you know these new actors in Star Wars being like, I walked in the Millennium Falcon and I felt like a kid again. To have you had that same joy when you're like, the National Geographic theme hit and that was me. It's, like, it's so beautiful to kind of have that balance. Yeah, what an accomplishment. That's amazing yeah. just to know that you saw, you saw that as a goal of yours and you obtained it like. You know, some odd years later, that's really neat. Yeah, thank you. And I felt the same with Star Wars. Actually, obviously, very, very special to to be when I first. I couldn't believe it. But then more so, you know, people. It, it was kind. Of, I was. I was kind of dense. Some people would say, "What? What? You're you, you're doing what?" And I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, right. It yeah. didn't hit me in the beginning. It really didn't hit me, you know. And, and then, you know, now I know how blessed it is, you know, to to be a part of this family. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're, you're bringing it up. You told us that your first book that you actually narrated was Attack of the Clones. So I got to know prior to that, is Jonathan Davis a Star Wars fan? I mean, it's okay if the answer is no, but I'm just curious, what, what was your relationship with the franchise before you were directly involved? Definitely, definitely. But, but when I got involved, now granted, did I, did I read the, was I into like, did I read the Yuzhan Vong books and stuff like that? No, I didn't. Not until I had to. <laughs> then when I, when I was hired, then I was like, wow, this is oh, fantastic. Man. Yeah. You know, no, it was just, it was just, you know, the three films that had been, that had, you know, and then Phantom, Phantom Menace, I did see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which at the time I was, uh, you know, I wasn't sure how I felt about Sure. About it at the time, um, no, definitely, definitely, I was. Um, but 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 I've expanded. I've expanded my taste too. You know, I have. There's mm-hmm. lots of things that I'm fans of too. A fan of now also. Perfect. I mean, and the, the characters in all those movies have have grown so much since then too. Obviously, because of all these, like you know, the books and the comics. One of the things that we've always loved at Utini and Living Force has been. The ability of these books and projects you're a part of, the ability they have to just make these characters from, you know, ideas in the background to, like, these celebrities almost. <laughs> like, you know, Bail Organa is one of my favorite characters in the world. He has 10 minutes right. of screen time, you know. Right. But <laughs> you read these books and it becomes so exciting. And, and right. you've obviously voiced so many of them. Yeah. Um, so I got to ask for you personally, is there a favorite like series or set of characters oh, sure. that you really loved voicing, especially from like those earlier years back in like the early 2000s and stuff? Well, you know, and uh, truth, I, I, I am sure I, I do like the I thought I found the Yuzhan Vong. I found that fascinating. I loved that, that they were like this organic species. You know, everything was made organically, yeah. you know, from I, I like that a lot. If I have a my favorite is is the Darth Bane trilogy. Yes. That's, that's uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Excellent. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so much fun. I mean, one of the things we, we talk frequently about is uh, folks will often get completely different experiences from reading than they will in, in audio form. So it, it's really fascinating. Like, we frequently will tell folks that, you know, if you had felt a certain way about a book or maybe you didn't love it that much, maybe give it another chance later on in audio form. And I think, uh, I think there's something about that that intimacy. I think that you can really capture with with audio that maybe is there's reading on your own. True. Um, so I mean, you kind of you kind of teed this up for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like one of our I say ours, pretty much the entire team's favorite series is the Darth Bane trilogy, and we have it we have it set aside as part of our foundational five, as part of one of the books that you absolutely have to read. Are the five books yeah. that we recommend is the Darth Bane trilogy, most notably the first one, Path of Destruction. Yep. Path of Destruction. So, true. true. What is it like? What does it even feel like to give voice to this specific character? It's had this darkness for so long that is so iconic within the Sith. It's like the ultimate Sith that gave yeah, us the rule the ultimate, of two, right. and you and you provided us the voice of him. Well, you know what I loved about that trail, and I always remember this is is how they would set somebody up as like this is going to be the main Jedi adversary for yeah. for Bane, you know, um, and. 
and they would set it up throughout the entire book, and then he would meet and he would like decimate them like within <laughs> a page, and it'd be like, what was that whole setup for? <laughs> and that would like all that would like continuously happen, you know, with each yes. with each of the stories. Um, but I I loved that character. I just loved where he came from, and you know how he rose and. And the world of having a Sith Academy at the time. Oh, yes. You know, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed, and it had so many cool characters in it, you know, from that, that group. Um, all of his mentors and his adversaries, they, and then his, his apprentices. It was a, it was a, a great joy to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, like, like Wes says, we have, uh, we have a group of books that we have recommended to folks. They read first, and previously we called it the Foundational Five. We've recently added some of the High Republic stuff to that, and mm-hmm. we've kind of renamed it the Essential Six. But it's very funny that, that <laughs> it's, it's very interesting that you have you have narrated almost all of those books really? outside of what, which are the ones what we just added. Yeah, yeah so, so you, we have yeah, uh, you... we have the Darth Bane books, mm-hmm. Kenobi. Um, what else is in there? Master and Apprentice uh, and Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Sith. Sith. Those novels. are all yeah. Are you yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's really you. funny. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure we totally realized that until fairly recently. So it's, wow. it's really funny. It's really funny this happened. And you know, I do want to ask you about the Revenge of the Sith novelization. I mean, you you kind of brought this up earlier. I mean, what is that? What is that like to be? I mean, I guess the, at the time, I assume did you did you along with everybody else kind of think that that was going to be like the last Star Wars film, like kind of ever? Like, what was it like, uh, kind of tackling that experience, knowing that it was sort of the end of the saga, if you will? Right. That's hard to know. I'm not. I'm not sure what what I felt. You know, I think that I since I was involved in the audiobook world and and the novelizations, I kind of knew that there was. There was more, you know, um, I whether I thought that it was going to expand into what we have today and I, I couldn't have have guessed. Um, but I know I don't know if I thought that that would be that would be the end of it all. Um, but I, I was I I found it very satisfactory. I mean, I thought I thought the novelization was pretty terrific. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We yeah. we we definitely agree. We we have famously called the Revenge of the Sith novelization maybe like the best Star Wars book that's ever been written. I mean, just because of the mm. prose is phenomenal, and right. that narration is also phenomenal as well. So you know. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's... Now I, I I do have to say you know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here. I think that you narrated. Well, I know that you narrated the first Star Wars audiobook I ever listened to. It may have been the first audiobook period I ever listened to. So I've actually talked back to you a lot over the years. Um, you've never Uh-oh. responded, though, until now. You've never responded until now. So it's a very, it's a surreal experience. But now I'm not going to respond. <laughs> but you, you know, you're still doing a lot of these projects. Like we mentioned, some of the newer ones, specifically since um, the Disney acquisition. And so right. since you've had opportunities to keep narrating these books, you know, did you see that coming? Did you know that you were going to get to continue or was that sort of a, a pleasant surprise for you? Oh, no, I did not know. I mean, it's um, it it just depends, you know, on what, you know, what what is being created. And there are certain characters that there was a time um, not not so much anymore, but back when I think when Darth Bane, when I was doing Darth Bane, and I'm not sure what Mark was doing at the time. He may have been doing the legacy books, or maybe that had finished. But there was a time when, uh, and this is before they, you know, a lot of a lot of other narrators started joining the fold. I was kind of started. I was doing some of the darker things, so I was doing more of the Sith-like books, and Mark was doing more of the Jedi and the young apprentices and things that were more uh if it had han in it then usually mark would do that luke mm-hmm. and i tended to do somebody mentioned this i yeah i tended to do the more of, of the prequel stuff you know i would do things either with kenobi or um eventually qui-gon jinn which i was thrilled to do because he's yeah. another he's my favorite character and uh, I was thrilled to be able to do Master and Apprentice when that was finally created uh, it was a real joy so it just depends on on what's out there 
you know, and, and what is being what is being done. I think like the High Republic series, they're going to use. I know Mark's do, done some, but there's been some great people uh, mm -hmm. that some great new narrators that have been involved with that world. So um, I, I hope, you know, I hope I hope they, they're, there's some more Qui-Gon Jinn books that are done and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Man, you'll, you'll never get an argument out of us on that front. I'll tell no, you no. that. Uh, <laughs> now, I, and, and I love that you mentioned all the different worlds that we're getting now because, you know, the books are going in so many different places. And you have been able to live in a lot of those in the past uh, from, like, the Force-heavy books like Master Apprentice, Brotherhood, The Sith of Bane. And you've also gone into, like, the really heavy militaristic stuff with, like, Catalyst and Battlefront, Twilight Company. Um, yeah, I love Catalyst. Loved Catalyst. Oh, it's, it's obscenely mm -hmm. good. It is obscenely good, <laughs> truly. And, and I want to ask, on a, on a technical level, when you're narrating, um, is there a different just vocal approach when you, when you spend most of your time kind of like in the war element versus like in the more force vision-y kind of stuff? Like, do you approach that differently even in your preparation for the project? Hmm, that, that's interesting. Uh, th there's, def there's definitely a way to, to, in, to narrate a, an action scene. Is that what you mean? Or do you mean like just something that's more militaristic versus something that's a bit more spiritual and more like the force-like? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I think, I mean, I guess kind of shades of both, but yeah, definitely, you know, you talk about narration so much, like, when you're narrating a more spiritual planet versus, mm -hmm. like, narrating a dirty battleground, like, do you access Absolutely. kind of different parts? Yeah, and, you know, luckily, and I do have a, the, Kevin's a fantastic director, but this, in general, yeah, I, it reminds me when I was doing something completely different, but, you know, the, the, the uh, director would say, like, you know, what we need here is more of a journalistic feel or we need right now what we need is more like rugged, you know, so we just want like, you know, a man's man to do this kind of thing. You know? <laughs> sure, sure. And then this is more like journalistic. This is more intellectual. So we want somebody who's professorial or who who is being didactic or maybe they just want something that's conversational. Um, and so I think it plays into what you're saying that, yes, there there are times when when you're describe, you know, if it is, if it's Kenobi having one of his meditative states communicating with Qui-Gon, that is going to be different than, than doing, um, uh, oh my gosh, I, the, the book escaped me. You just mentioned it. Oh, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Oh, uh, Catalyst uh, Battlefronts? Battlefronts. Battlefront. Battlefront. Yeah, Battlefront. Like, Battlefront. yeah you only have, is... what, 40 or 50 to go through. <laughs> I can't imagine. We forget them. <laughs> And it's always the ones that no one listed that I kind of remember, like, uh, oh, was it MedStar? Med. Uh... Yes. We talked about <laughs> MedStar Med before you came on. Really? Like, who knows MedStar? That's but so that, funny. That was Charles like, and I that are was... both physicians. It's hilarious. Oh, really? That's like the MASH, the MASH unit it of is. Star Wars. No, that's, the, that's a perfect analogy. I love that. That is so funny. That's exactly what those books are. Yeah. And they were kind of funny. I remember them being like there was something. That's what I liked it more like. It was kind of like MASH in a way. <laughs> Um, anyway, I, I got off, but Battlefront, that's an example because that was, you know, there, there was, there, you know, there was, it, it, it wasn't force centric. It was all about the grunts, you know, right. yeah. and, and it, so yeah, that had a, had a very different feel, you know, to it. Definitely. Uh, Catalyst, as you were saying, that had a feel to me, uh, a different feel because it was about the friendship between Krennic and, uh, Oh my goodness! And Galen, right? Galen, yes, Galen, Galen. yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, so that and and that there was a there was a lot there, you know. There was a a lot of character work there. Um, and did I know? I yeah, I did know. I knew that it was Ben Mendelsohn and Meds Mikkelsen who were playing those characters. So that helped me a lot. They're also two of my favorite actors. You know, that yeah. too, sometimes oh, if I know somebody, like I actually, I, I uh, lobbied for that one, <laughs> that specific one, because oh, cool. I knew they were in it. And I, I asked them, I said, look, this has two of my favorite actors. Can I, you know, can you consider me for this one? Oh, and nice. I fortunately wow. got it. Awesome. Uh, wow. That's awesome. I, we, we always get, we always like to see the behind the scenes stuff as far as these audio books get made. Is lobbying like, um, Again, not, not to go too far deep into how the sausage is made, but, like, is there, with folks like you and Mark who, who do do a lot of these um, and who are, yes. you know, obviously coming up, is there an element of 
lobbying for projects with a mixture of like you know hey this is the darker one this is the lighter one like what's the balance in there i i guess that so i i i just remember when i i knew who the cast was for that who was going to be in rogue one i knew what the cast was and we were doing catalyst prior to rogue one i think uh, you know, I'm not sure. Well, Maybe yeah, not at least with release right. dates. Yeah, I think it was released. Mm-hmm. It was one of those ones that was, I think, a few months it did. before. It, yeah. it, led, yeah, yeah. it led up to uh, Rogue One. It did. Uh, it, it, I think it came out like two or three weeks before. It wasn't very close. I mean, it was pretty close. If I remember. Wow. And so, so I I knew who those characters. I knew Forrest Whitaker was going to be a character, and these are all like some of my favorite actors. So yeah. I I do remember in that case. I don't know what Mark's done. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, if he said that he does has done the same, I know that there are projects. <laughs> I know he's told me there are some books that, and the same with me. I think there was one that he did where I was like, "Aw, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right?" <laughs> yeah, which uh, which was the one? Um, Dark Disciple is that oh. it? Oh, yes, right. I was Another like one of our favorites. When that came out, I was like, "Aw." But but Mark. but that's but there's Sith in it and it's called Dark Disciple, you know you know I mean, you know that's that's. But I and I know I think Mark felt that way about I, I don't actually I shouldn't be stopped I don't, I don't I'm not really certain, but I know that there's some there's some projects that I know Mark was like oh shucks you know. If, <laughs> oh yeah, if, I'm uh, I'm sure there's there's been nights where Mark Thompson goes out in the middle of a storm and just shakes his fist, going Davis. <laughs> <laughs> There's another buddy of, of ours that Mark knows too, um, who's a audiobook narrator named Oliver Wyman. Do you do you know who he is? I, I not off the top of my head. I, I don't, don't believe he does. He doesn't hasn't done Star Wars, but he does a lot of sci-fi, and he's mm-hmm. he's a great narrator. Hi, Ollie. But we have a <laughs> we have a thing where we, we do exactly that. Where we we call each other whenever we see each other. We go, hello, nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, you that's got him. <laughs> you got him. <laughs> oh man! Well, Jonathan, Mark's you know, a gem. I would, I would never do oh. Thompson. He's just <laughs> the sweetest guy. He's a sweet guy. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, I heard you say the name Galen earlier, and I know you were referring to Galen or so, but you know, my mind could only go to Star Killer, and I'm sure you remember those books because that's some of my favorites. Oh. Those are some of the audio books that I listen to. Early on, and for those that haven't listened to those books, that's that's Star Killer's real name. It's Galen. <laughs> Go. <laughs> uh, it, you know, you've brought up another name though. You brought up Kevin Thompson's name quite a bit, and yes, you know, I'll admit that before we started talking to some uh, some of the narrators for these projects, I thought of your profession as you know a very solitary one, in that you would read a book and send it to someone, and and it would be made and sent out to the public, and la di da. But, you know, now we know that it actually is quite a social thing. There's a lot of layers to it. What is that relationship like working with someone like Kevin? Can you tell us a little bit about how you all kind of bounce off of each other to make that final product? Well, it's been a great partnership over these years. It's been so long now, and he is my he's a friend, and he's a great colleague. And um, it just, it, you know, it's like we, we all have a shorthand now, you know, in how we work with each other. And I'm sure he works slightly differently with each person, like he knows how to how to uh, get the best out of us. Um, but it's been usually, you know, when we I'm sure if, if Mark told you what what our process is. I mean, we tend to these these recording sessions usually are about seven hours a day, something like that. You know, you go in. Ooh. We go to the studio. We don't usually work from home. I mean, we did during the pandemic. We'll be working. It's usually from like 9 to 5, 10 to 5, 10 to 6. That's usually what our what our schedule usually is. Okay. Uh, so we're in there, you know, and, and five, five days a week, usually for, for a book. That's usually the norm. Um, sure. Yeah, so... But yeah, and, and we do. We have great. It's usually the same team. It's like the same engineers, the same it, Kevin, Nick Martorelli, the executive producer. Um, there's a great sound engineer named Paul Goodrich who uh, is an Academy Award winner. Um, Not for bad. Making a short <laughs> film fine. and doing yeah. sound, so he takes care of the sound. 
and he mixes in everything and the special effects. Everything comes from Lucas and John Williams' music, and yeah, you know amazing. they put it all together. That's what's so special about these books in general. Not all audiobooks are like this, obviously. Right. A lot of audiobooks are just straight narration. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish there was more. I understand why. It's a great volume, and obviously you can't produce that thing for everything. Um, but but that is what makes these particular uh, books so so interesting. Well, I mean, outside of the narration, yes, because these <laughs> I would say I push I push so hard for people to pick up the audiobook um, because it's it's an experience. I have yeah. I have an experience on the way to work for an hour and a half every like Monday <laughs> through Friday. It's great. I love listening to audiobooks on the way there. Um, and I'm scrolling through like your immense list of work here, like Kenobi, Mall Lockdown, The Force Unleashed. You got um, in, uh, like Master and Apprentice. But I have to ask you, out of all those characters you voiced, <laughs> who is your one that you desperately want to return to and why is it Darth Bane? I'm just kidding. But who is the one you want to return to? <laughs> I would love Darth Bane. Goodness. Well, I hope, you know, if they, you know, maybe somebody will pick up the ball and make a series oh hey i'm surprised it it hasn't happened yeah you know as of yet Mm -hmm. um or has it are you guys in the know oh no (laughs) the day i start getting those emails i'm gonna i'm gonna have a very different day job i'll tell you that much (laughs) not just yet i love darth bane qui-gon really uh qui-gon's the other one wonderful okay Um, you know, you know who I also like. Speaking of just recent, but I like this character, and I'd like to see him come back. Is Real Avaros from um, yes. Master and Apprentice? Yes, we love Real we Avaros. We love Real Avaros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's another character that I liked a lot. That I remember, uh, you know, just from recently that I went, that character, he needs to come back. We like you doing know. our own Real Avaros every once in a while on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yes, I mean, what, yeah. West Jonathan, I'm not, I'm not sure if, around a lot of them. So, <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm not sure if you, if you, if, I'm not sure if you realize like how much the community utterly loves your performance of Real of Ross. I mean, it's seriously <laughs> oh, really? famous. Yes, yeah, it really? super is. I mean, he's the, he's, he's the country Jedi. Everyone has yes, referred to. Yes, yeah, you know, it's, it's phenomenal. It's funny. I'll tell you another thing that I, that we do, or at least I do. If it's characters that um, that are new that are brand new, I try to cast it in my head like I'm casting a film. Sure. You know, so each character, it's a way for me to reference something. So I have, like, my idea of who Real Avaros, if I was casting, and that's kind of influenced my performance. Ooh. And, you know? and who is it? And who, I guess it's I'm not answer. telling you. Okay, no. dang it. I thought we get you there. All right, that's fair. No, I, I'll be fair. I'll be fair. No, I'll, Sam Elliott, that's kind of who I... Oh, who I that's exactly... It's, Perfect. Who I thought, and I'm really? so glad. It, it reads beautifully. <laughs> it reads perfectly. Oh, great. I mean, who wouldn't want Sam Elliott as a Jedi? Come on. Right, yeah. And like that <laughs> Jedi, he was just so, you know, uh, <laughs> jaded, and, you know, yeah. he was somebody that, that had lived lived it all, you know? He's like mm. that world-weary kind of guy. Yeah. But that's, yeah, yeah that's how that's how I, I kind of go, go along, and I, I view this... You know, you're saying, like, what makes this so special is, you know, all the special effects and the narration. But really what it is, it's it's another, it's very close to cinema. And mm-hmm. you have some narrators that view it. It's funny, just in the world in audiobooks, some people um, kind of pursue the narration in a theatrical vein. Like, that's what they're going. They're trying to do it as though they're performing on stage. Sure. Others, others view it cinematically. That's my preference, you okay. know, is to be as more on the subtle side, more on the quiet side to bring people in instead of being overly theatrical in a way. You know, tr- tr- that's that's just my perception of it or yeah. my approach. Yeah, I, I love that because when you have it like in the air, like the AirPods or however you're listening, like I, I do a lot of like dog walk audiobooks or, mm. or what I'm doing myself, and that kind of intimacy you're talking about really hits when it it is like like Charles was saying, it's just you and me at that moment. It's just you talking and me listening. Right. So if you get too bombastic, sometimes it's it throws it off a little bit, um, which of course is great in the right scenarios. But that kind of intimacy of just someone sitting around that campfire and talking in my ear, oh. Whew. <laughs> I love it. There's I a te- there's a technical thing too 
some some this is a technical thing when you and when you listen there's some uh production houses where they prefer that the narrator not wear headphones so when you don't wear your headphones you tend to project more because sure. you can't you don't really i i like it because i i kind of edit myself you know i can hear what i sound like i know when i can punch something or bring it back or be intimate you know when i can get close to the mic and and bring people in or not mm-hmm. and when i don't have my headphones i i i end up shouting sure. you know that's what i tend to do but other people it's the opposite they what they view is they think that they're i've had people say well we don't like people to wear headphones because people become in love with their own voices you know, and they start right. like really, you know, you know, playing with everything, and you know, get it, <laughs> oh, and it gets over the top. So, anyway, did you ever see um? I don't know if you know that there's a Michael Caine, who's one of my favorite actors, has mm-hmm. these series of uh, books and videotapes on acting for film. Have you guys seen these, or are you familiar with these? I but don't it, know. it's almost like a master class, but he's doing it for cinema, and it's fantastic. But he talks about how theater is like a doctor working with a scalpel, where cinema is a doctor working with a laser, because it's just very subtle acting. It's a completely different type of of process than you do when you're working on stage. So it's the same. I have that view with narration. I made my choice. You know, and I would prefer to be more cinematic, and other people would prefer the opposite. Yeah. Nice. Wow. And okay. it, it, it just it paints it so perfectly, it thinking about it that way. So we got, we got a couple of your favorites. Is there a character that you haven't voiced that yet I that's on your bucket oh, no. list? Yeah. No. Or that. I mean, or that. <laughs> <laughs> that you hated doing. You're like, I don't want to do any more of the Dark that Lord. That again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not another Mon Calamari. <laughs> oh, um, my Wookie. The, the Wookiee was the, be- are the best one. Oh, I can't do that. That's something I cannot do. You know. Ugh. No. Yeah, Kevin used to do that. There were times when he said he would do like um, he would say, you know, like do do a Wookiee sound and I would have to do it. And and he would, OK, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I'd listen to it. It was it was a sound Not effect. Like that. Not like that. <laughs> I don't like it, you know. Yeah. Um, one that I haven't done. Uh, I don't No, Not necessarily. No, I think I no, not necessarily. I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm pretty content with with everybody I've been involved with so far. Um, yeah, because you have done yeah. Kenobi. You have that's Kenobi. true. Twice. That's right. You have too long. You have too long of a yeah, list. Yeah, there's not any characters I, I left. I like those guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Is there anyone? I'm at? Hmm. This is such a good problem to have. Yeah, I know. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> No, like there are some characters that I know, like, no, that's not for me. Yes, we were saying it's like okay. also it's knowing who you're not right for, you know, sure. per se. That's 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 important also. Yeah. So, so um, when, they, when they do the novelization of the holiday special on Kashyyyk, then that that that'll go to Mark. We'll, we'll have him do all the Wookiees. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. And Han, you know, yeah, of course. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he man. can do well, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be, it'll be yeah. a group effort, like when you guys were in a, did the, uh, uh, from a certain point of view, an empire with the wills going back and forth. Yes. One of my favorites. Yeah. That was, how, how was that going, finally, after all these years, you know, you guys have obviously known each other and you work together, but being yeah. able to do that weird back and forth. Like, right. Was that, what was that? And we usually do that together. We do, um, when we do that section, usually for all those books, uh, they usually have us in the same booth. So we're kind of playing with that. Um, and we also did a great series that we were all together for. It was by this fantastic author named Ian Desher, who what he does is he takes uh, famous tropes and he will recreate them in verse, in Shakespearean oh, verse. Oh, right, the Shakespeare Star Wars. Yes. That's him. That's yes. That sounded familiar, yeah. So th- those books we actually 
we we worked on them together. Like we were all uh, Mark, January, Lavoy, and I were were in the booth together wow. a lot, like working together on that. Um, and then we got to one of the uh, greatest things that we that we got to do was we got to perform those live uh, at Star Wars Celebration and a few other. And a few Comic Cons and stuff like that, but Star Wars Celebration. This was back in 2015 when we got to perform that. That was wow. fascinating um, <laughs> because I couldn't believe when we finally did it. You know, we walk on stage and there was like 2,000 people in the audience, and that was was or was a real blast. Did any of you guys see that? Were you guys present? My, this was my not. first celebration was this year. Oh, so same year, was, same. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> Mazel tov. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it, it's all different now. My vacations are set for the rest of my life. That's for sure. <laughs> right. But how special. Yeah. yeah there's uh, – it, like we've said so many times, like, just looking at all you've done, both like in special events like that, in, in books that we loved in the, in the early years, all the way up into literally the most – some of the most recent novels you, you've done so much you've created so many amazing characters you've made the country jedi rail avaros all the things you could <laughs> want to do so i gotta ask as when people look back this is the question we like to ask all of our uh the authors narrators everyone we talk about um uh, star wars is so much about legacy familial legacy legacy of the force quite literally um what do you hope when people look back on Jonathan Davis in Star Wars? Like, what do you hope your oh legacy my. on this <laughs> franchise, this community, is going to be? Holy crap. <laughs> we got the easy one for the last question. Yeah. <laughs> it's the tough one. Everyone always responds like this, and it makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you send this to Disney? Did Disney? They said okay. They said, <laughs> they said, yeah, yeah. They said, get him. Make sure he's off his game at the end. <laughs> I'm just I'm just glad to be a part of it. You know, it's it's just been it's just been grand, and uh, I'm just very fortunate to really very fortunate just to to have had the opportunity and to continue to do it. That's that's how I view it. It's just been a real blessing. Well, yeah. if it has been half the blessing for you to do it as it has been for us to consume it, then I can't even imagine how great it's been. Um, you, like Charles said, you brought so many of us not only into star wars but into the medium of audiobooks i think that right like, you yeah. have just really opened up a lot of our minds that didn't grow up with the books on tape as much to really you know primarily consume star wars through this now through your voice and i cannot wait for everything that's coming down the pipe i'm sure most of which you can never talk about until it's announced <laughs> um which is all right which is all right but as a but as we, as we kind of wrap up here, I do want to say for, for our audience listening to this and watching this later on, um, in 2022 and beyond, uh, what can you talk about uh, that's coming up that you're excited about? And, of course, where can people find you and your work uh, online if they want to? Oh, my goodness. Um, I Well, let's see. Uh see i i know that there's a few projects down the line i cannot talk about at the moment that's fair um but uh i'm looking forward to when those eventually are are announced mm -hmm. um and uh you can always find my work on audible if you if you're interested in audiobooks um i i if you are on social media, I am at uh, May the Force be J May the Force be with Jono on Instagram and awesome. John narrator on Facebook. Uh, that's about it for now. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm, I'm uh, redoing a website, so I don't have I don't have that up at the moment. Um, and uh, yeah, you could and and. Keep an ear out for me and voiceovers when you have the radio on or TV on, stuff like that. Absolutely, the, the amount of times you just pop up in people's day, I know, is, is pretty is pretty wild. And and as and as I can he literally hear the NDAs crackling in the background, we'll we'll we'll, we'll stop asking about future <laughs> projects at the point. Uh, but we will say just a, a a truly a truly large thank you both for for all the work you do and for making the time uh, to come on the show. Obviously, our audience. Loves so much of what you do, uh, and we can't wait to see what's next. Thank you so much, and please, uh, I, I'd love to come back. Uh, have have me and Mark come on. That would be, that'd be oh, great. 
goodness. I will craft yes. the email immediately. <laughs> Get that on the books. It was be yelling at each other back and forth, Thompson and Davis, about the, the projects you stole. Thompson! <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again. We will get you back on with Mark, without Mark, who knows, uh, very soon. Um, and to everyone else, make sure you check out all of Jonathan's work. Just give a Google of all the projects he's done, and then you can listen to about 40 of them. Uh, and, of course, <laughs> we will see you next time. And, as always, may the force be with you. May the force be with y'all. Dang, what a lovely, lovely man. Um, guys, I Jonathan Davis is great. I, I, like, <laughs> oh, listening yeah, to yeah, it back yeah. was just so lovely. Yeah, it was I, a lot uh, of fun. Like I said, a bucket list interview for me, for sure. Yeah. Like, uh, it was a lot of fun. I hate we had so many technical difficulties. Apologies for that already. Uh, what can what can you do? Man, I was on vacation, and Wi-Fi, was, yep. it was crazy. I, I really appreciate Jonathan staying and working with us even through all that. And... Uh, you know, it uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We gotta have him back on for sure. Yeah. Yes. Especially just like picking out the characters, the, the his favorite characters that he did, and then casting one for us and Sam oh Elliott as Rail Avaros. Yeah. Come on, that's I hilarious. felt so vindicated. <laughs> I felt so vindicated. It was exactly that was it. So funny. And then, of course, I I will tell you all now as we're off. You, you heard it on the, on the interview. We are definitely going to try to get the Mark Thompson, Jonathan Davis duo interview. It is going to happen. <laughs> so I, cool. I can't wait. I mean, we'll probably wait until like both of them are on a project or have something to go, you know, because we want to make sure that they, they get to promote stuff. That's why we do this. But uh, what a great time that's going to be. Um, so I guess I want to say thank you all for hanging out and listening to that, watching this. Uh, these are some of our favorite things to do. And we have other interviews in the works. Uh, as I'll say, the emails are being sent. Um, and for now, uh, look forward to next week in honor of Padawan's release. We are going to be talking about some of our favorite Star Wars Padawans next week. Uh, so be sure to come back Monday night or Thursday or Friday, whenever you're listening to this, and check us out then. And of course, in the meantime, you have so many shows on the UT Network, so many articles on the UT website uh, to keep you satiated with the love of Star Wars. But on that note, my friends, that'll do it. For this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so, so much. You got so much coming down the pipe the rest of this year. We're so excited to show you. But a special thank you goes out to Brian Dooley, Patrick Ortiz, Earl Q, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Corey M. Helton. Charles is at C. Hankel. Wes is at Boss West. And the show is at Living Force Pod. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. And Wes, our producer and community manager. Thanks to Corey, Charles, and Wes for potting with me. Thanks to Jonathan Davis for joining the show. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Cove. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you. Always.